Welcome to the Pain With Me podcast. This is where we'll talk everything periods, pain, energy around the uterus, working while on your period, various uterine and health-related conditions, and so much more. Welcome back to the Pain With Me podcast. Thank you all so much for being here this week. Last week was crazy. I had the absolute worst period of my entire life. And I realized that I rely very much on painkillers. And that's not good, obviously, not good for my liver, not good for so many things. And I ran out on Monday at like 9 p.m. My husband finishes work at 9 p.m., I couldn't walk. And any store that was open at that time was actually all out of them, which was just absolutely nuts. I ended up crying myself to sleep. Um, I almost passed out a few times from the pain. My husband asked me if I actually wanted to go to the hospital, and I said no. I hate hospitals. And um, thankfully, he was there for me because I would not have been able to go get painkillers the next day. My period was actually two weeks late, and I was freaking out a little bit because I wasn't sure if it was going to be because of another medical condition or another health problem or something more serious. And thankfully it came, but it came with the anger of a thousand sons. Honestly, it was so, so bad. I'm laughing now because I can't believe how bad it was. I didn't even know my period could actually get worse. And I was out for the whole week. My period usually lasts with like heavy flow for three days. And then the fourth day I'm good. Sometimes if I ate well or if I exercised more and just maybe had less stress, it's even like two days of heavy flow and then one not so much, which is good because honestly, my period is just so painful that I don't want it to last that long. The people who have periods that are like seven to nine days, oh my God, you are, you are just, you're warriors. I don't know how you do it, but some people also don't have pain. So Yeah. Anyway, this one lasted four heavy flow days. And on the fifth day, I finally was able to start walking and I know it's a problem. I know I need to go see someone. I believe me, I'm working on it, but yeah, that was absolutely nuts. So that was my experience last week. I still have a little bit of cramping coming, but again, that's normal for me. So here I am. (laughs) I'm actually traveling this week to Toronto for a really fun work event and to see some family. I'm really excited. So My mind is extremely preoccupied, but I've had a few questions come up recently that I wanted to address, and it's because of the video that I posted making fun of my last doctor's experience, the one that I have a podcast episode about where I was fully gaslit and the doctor kept prescribing me, um, kept telling me that I needed to have birth control and she prescribed it to me. I didn't even use it. And it was just like the worst experience of my life. So I made funny videos out of it because you know what? You got to find the funny. And we all seem to have the same trauma. Well, the amount of people that replied to my video and sent me messages saying that they've had terrible experiences as well was completely overwhelming and extremely aggravating. So I did a little bit of research and I also went on a lot of period pages and I saw experiences and how people have said that they've learned to put a little wall up or they have some tricks for the doctor's appointments after being gaslit so much. And yeah, of course, there's a history here of those with uteruses. We're gaslit more than anyone else. And unfortunately, that's the reality. So we have to come with tips and tricks and we have to be prepared. 
So I have a list here, just like five points that you can do, five things you can do to feel like you're a little bit more in control at the doctor's office or the specialist's office. Again, this is not any medical advice or anything like that. And I do some of these and the other ones I don't, which I should, and I'm going to start doing. So let's get started. That was a very long introduction. (laughs) Okay. So for the first point to feel like you're a little bit more in control at the doctor's office or the specialist is to bring someone with you that you trust and that you feel comfortable with to the appointment. I did that. My last doctor's appointment, I went with my husband. He actually helped so much because literally I couldn't walk. So he helped me walk, but he was also a voice there. And It's really nice to know that you are not imagining these things, that you're not misconstruing what the doctor's saying to you, that you're not reading too much into it, that you are really, really being gaslit. And having, I guess, kind of a witness there makes you feel less crazy. And my husband was so aggravated for me after that doctor's appointment, he he couldn't believe it. He could not believe how I had been treated. And it was really nice to know that I wasn't the only one noticing this. So bring someone you feel comfortable with and trust to the appointment. It's always good to just have someone there for support. The second thing is to do your research. If you think you have a specific issue or if previous doctors mentioned you might have this, you have to go get checked for PCOS or endometriosis or something, look it up. Look into it. Don't Google diagnose yourself, please. I want to be very clear on that. I do not want anyone Google diagnosing themselves. But read up on certain things. Read up on symptoms. Read up on the condition itself. Just make sure that it's real information. You don't want to show up to your appointment and start saying things and kind of look like an ass because that's just going to aggravate the doctors and the specialists more. So make sure that it's real, that you're not psyching yourself out and you're not Google diagnosing yourself, but that you're feeling a little bit more prepared. And if you want to write everything down, that's even better so that you can refer back to it and you can chat with the doctors because Listen, whether we want to admit it or not, some specialists don't even know. Doctors are generalized, especially family doctors. They have to be able to help you with multiple things. So that's why they usually refer you to a specialist. However, some specialists might not even know. Okay, there are so many things that are still undiscovered. There are so many things that they don't have access to. There's so much wrong information out there. And I just sometimes they don't know. And that's fine, but they will not admit it. So make sure that you're prepared. If you don't want to forget things that you've written down, put on your phone. Honestly, just write it down in a note on your phone and bring it with you so that you feel prepared for the appointment. Personally, I like knowing and having questions already ready for my appointment so that I don't just leave without forgetting something. So that's the second point. The third point is I think it really helps to look up the doctors and the specialists. For example, If you have a pelvic floor condition, you're going to want to find someone that has experience with folks with pelvic floor conditions or else they're not going to know how to treat you. They're not going to know how to go about it and they're probably going to hurt you in the process without meaning to. If you have PCOS, those cysts on your ovaries really, really hurt and you need to be able to tell your doctor, hey, you can't press that hard here or you have to be careful or certain things. So you need to look up the doctors and the specialists to make sure that they have experience with either the condition you have or the condition you think you might have just so that they can either A, help you and diagnose you with it or B, 
tell you you don't have it and be able to help you and refer you to someone else. So it's really important to look them up. And you know what? Some doctors have reviews, kind of like Google reviews. If they are gaslighters, if they're just terrible people, if they don't listen in appointments and stuff like that, you're going to want to know. You do not want to go to another doctor that's going to gaslight you, right? I would rather wait an extra six months to go to the right person that's going to actually help me than to go see six to 10 doctors in the next six months that aren't going to do anything. So look, look them up, do your research. That's just always good for anything, really. The fourth point that I think is really helpful to feel more in control of your doctor's appointments is asking for your test results at the end. So a lot of times they'll make you do blood work and they might even do a full hormone panel. Sometimes you have to ask for that. If you do, make sure you get those results. I got my test results from blood work and personally, I have needle phobia and I do not want to have to do a blood panel every single time. (laughs) No, thank you. I do not want you to have to take my blood every single appointment I go to. So I'm going to drag those results with me around. And of course, you can't keep them from like the last year or, or two years. But if it's recent, bring them. I think I would even ask the doctor that you're going to go see next. Hey, how far back will you accept blood results? And they might say six months. They might say three months. You might have to do it again, but at least have those copies. So, you know, and you can actually see if you're improving or if you're not improving and you have that, you know, you have the right to have that. So just ask for it, ask for those results, because it's also really good to have them for a second opinion. If you go to one specialist this week and they're not able to help you, but you have all the results from the tests, you find another specialist and they should be able to help you at least a little bit more. And it'll take a lot less time because you already have the results. You can go see them face to face. And I don't know about where you are, but where I am in Quebec, most of the time they call you with the results instead of explaining things face to face. And I absolutely hate that because most of the time it's a very rushed phone call and they do not tell you anything. They don't explain a single thing to you. They say you're within the norm, which is an extremely large bracket and makes no sense. So it's not normal, but hey, so all that rant to say, ask for your results. You have the right to your results. And the last thing is Keeping a log of your symptoms. It doesn't have to be complicated. Really, really does not have to be complicated. You can open up a note on your phone and write like Monday, exhausted, moody, ovarian pain. Tuesday, more energy, some cramping, ate more, like cravings. I don't know, something like that. Don't make it complicated. But keeping a log will actually help for so many things. It can help you track your symptoms, track your condition, track what's happening, track if you're feeling better, when you're not feeling better. This is why I say tracking your cycle is so important. Writing down any symptoms or any reason why you think you need to go to the doctors is going to be so helpful because you can bring that and you can share that with the doctor or the specialist at your next appointment. And even personally, again, it's really good for you. I need to do this. I have a pretty good memory, but... It's just so important to write all the things down. Literally just start with how you're feeling that day when you woke up, if you feel rested, if you had more cravings at the end of the day, if you had more energy, if you maybe ate a really, really high sugary breakfast and then had a crash. Just keep track of things. It helps so much more and it does not have to be complicated. Everyone always thinks it's such a big deal to write things down. It's really not. You're on your phone, open a note, 
put it on your phone. It takes five seconds to do every single day. Check it in the morning, check it in the evening. That's fine. Or the next morning, write it for the day before. Super easy, right? So those are some things that I wanted to discuss. I have received a lot of messages. Again, I know I said this earlier, but it's just so disheartening to hear that everyone is having the same awful experience at the place that is literally supposed to help you. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so sorry if any of you have experienced this. I have been through this myself and I know how dehumanizing it is to be literally just treated like you're not important, like your feelings and your symptoms and your hurt isn't valid. And I want to say that you're not alone, that there are many of us. And I hope that this episode was a little bit helpful at least if it made you think of things that you can do to feel a little bit more prepared, feel a little bit more empowered. If you even just do one thing, I know that it'll change your experience a little bit. And I really hope that you have someone that you feel comfortable with going to appointments with you. If you don't, if you move somewhere and you don't have any family or friends yet, there are groups of people who can support you. And I think it's very, very important to know that you don't need to go through this alone. Okay? Again, I'm so sorry if you've experienced this and if you continue to experience this, please send me a message. Let's let's be able to rely on each other. This is the whole point of Pain With Me. I'm trying to grow a community of people that have been through this and so that we can kind of share our traumas and realize that we're not alone because there are so many of us getting gaslit out there and it's just completely awful. We need to talk about it. We need to normalize talking about our experiences and remove the stigma around keeping things to ourselves just because it's about our body. So on that note, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Again, I hope it was helpful. I have some really cool interviews coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for those. Have an amazing rest of your week. Don't take any shit. Know that you are powerful and you have the power to ask for what you want and to speak up for yourself. And don't forget that. Have an amazing week. See you all next week.